Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in again to this week's edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. As always, I am thrilled to be with you on this Tuesday morning, and I'm grateful that you're choosing to spend some of your time with me. So today I'm talking to Matt Archer. He is a chiropractor, but what's interesting is is that he's not your standard chiropractor, and I'm going to let him talk about that a little bit. But he comes to us from California. He's written a book. We're going to have a really interesting conversation about some, I don't want to call them standard health issues that just about everybody has. But we're going to talk about a really cool thing that he's doing, um, and he calls it the protocol for health. And so we're going to get into a, a conversation about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Allison. Of course. So please, for if you don't mind, just tell my audience, you know, quickly, like who you are. I know you and I were talking before we hit record. I know you're not your standard chiropractor, so I've already kind of dropped that as a hint. So I don't know how if you if you could just introduce yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, very good. Thanks. Well, um, yeah, my, uh, my mom became a chiropractor when I was in junior high and she helped me with a bunch of issues over the years. Um, she specialized in a technique called applied kinesiology, which is a, uh, a form of manual muscle testing where you're pushing and pulling on arms and legs and trying to get information about foods and supplements and internal issues and all that kind of thing. So when I finally uh, went to chiropractic school, and and studied with the International College of Applied Kinesiology as well. Um, early on, I put my hand up and I said, you know, this muscle testing, it seems kind of flimsy. I just, um, I didn't think the muscle testing was very clear. And unfortunately, that's what the studies show about uh, muscle testing, trying to get nutritional or dietary information. No one can prove that it's accurate or reproducible. And um, so... Yeah, so I I brought my skepticism to it, even though I'd seen it uh, clearly be helpful um, and help with a bunch of issues. But when I was trying to learn how to do it, it just didn't seem very clear. And so it took some years. I I asked some questions there and I got some interesting answers and it took years to put together. But um, now at the beginning of every visit with every patient, uh, well, with a new patient, it takes about five minutes to establish a clear baseline for muscle testing, which means we can see the difference of strong versus weak with any strong, healthy muscle in the body in a really obvious manner that's not based on timing like most muscle testing is, but is just simple strength with with slow, increased pressure. Okay. And um, when you can get information that clear, what you can, what you accomplish is clear information through a person's nervous system about exactly what's going on with them. Uh-huh. And people have wanted to do that for a long time. And, and I think there's glimpses of that in applied kinesiology. But when you truly set a clear baseline and you take muscle testing from subtle to stupid obvious, you stop chasing peripheral BS. And yeah. you zero in on the pieces that really make a difference. Okay. And uh, right. yeah, right. it's, it's a great well, way to work. You know, look, 
I'll just, you know, as a health and fitness expert, I've been in the industry, you know, a long time and, you know, all the statistics and so many of the research studies that I've read and just from, you know, talking with, you know, lots and lots of people over the years is that, you know, the number one reason why people can't stay in their homes as they get older is that they lose strength. And I find this, you know, obvious, I mean, obviously that doesn't come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I bring this up because this is a, a big issue because this, the, the senior population, for example, even not just the senior population, we're talking, you know, even baby boomers and some Gen Xers to some degree. Um, you know, what we're seeing is, is that people as they get older are less and less strong. So, yeah. and that obviously makes it really hard to function and live, you know, optimally. So, you know, are the, who are the majority of your patients? Well, they're really, all over the board, um, probably people in their 40s and 50s makes up the average, but I work okay. with infants. I've had patients over 100 years old. Uh, I work with athletes. I helped um, a guy named Evan Strong win a gold medal in the Sochi Paralympics. Oh, cool. um, So, uh, you know, Part of the problem with, with my a, practice a wide variety of people, it sounds like. Yeah. And okay. and I probably have this problem in practice and that, you know, you're sort of supposed to specialize in something. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I I people walk in the door and I get to, you know, to just basically guarantee them, like whether they're dealing with migraines or low back pains or autoimmune conditions or hormone related issues or, you know, I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah. Uh I basically get to guarantee them that if they will hang in there with me for eight weeks, follow up something like once a week or or less over the course of that eight weeks, at the end of eight weeks, they'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are significantly better. Okay. And I can say that because, it, you know, it. I mean, I've been in practice for 20 years, but it wasn't until in the last seven or eight years that I really got this protocol nailed down. Yeah, And, um, so in the last seven or eight years, I haven't had anyone, um, hang in there for eight weeks and follow the protocol who didn't get at least, you know, at least 80 or 90% better. Yeah. And that's what you were telling me before we hit record, which I find really incredible. So why don't we start there then? Um, let's talk just in very general terms first. What is the protocol for health? Well, um, So there's these seven main pieces or categories that I've uh, zeroed in on that um, each one with the system of muscle testing that I've developed, each one shows clear patterns of muscle weakness and reflex points that we see clear as we address the internal issues. Okay. So the the first one is a big one, and um, we could spend several shows talking about just the first one. So. Um, but briefly, the first one is that everyone has weak stomach acid because of zinc deficiency, but zinc is damn near impossible to absorb once you have weak stomach acid. And as a result of weak stomach acid, almost everyone at this point has had pathogens get past the stomach acid into the intestine and create some form of chronic intestinal infection, which for some people drives obvious digestive issues. 
Right. Other people, there's no digestive issue. They just don't know why they have back pain. Yeah, because the stomach is supposed to provide a barrier for us, right? Exactly. I've I've had people on the show before, and we've talked about quote unquote leaky gut, which we won't really won't get into. But 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 that is intestinal infection. Right, right, and the stomach that is supposed to act as a barrier. So right. um, So if that's the first issue, what's the second one? So let's see. It's funny. I, I, uh, I don't necessarily think about how I list them in order in the book. Oh, no, that's all right. Just what, um, what's next? <laughs> one of the second biggest, or, you know, one of the other biggest issues is that most people with significant health issues are reacting to the four main subsidized foods in this country. So not just dairy and wheat, but corn and soy and smaller quantities of those foods make a much bigger um, have a much greater effect than people realize. So the corn that we get exposed to in the form of uh, citric acid or ascorbic acid, they call it vitamin C, but it's GMO corn syrup processed in China. So I don't really believe that's vitamin C. Um, most white vinegar is made from corn. Most artificial sweeteners are made from corn. It, it just it kind of goes on and on. Xanthan gum that goes into most gluten-free bread is made from corn. Um, so corn, soy, dairy, and wheat, most people are reacting to those foods. I never knew that. I wouldn't have guessed that, but my system of testing makes it stupid, obvious that, that that's true. Um, it's a huge blind spot and blind spot in healthcare because you can get a food antibody test, you know, an IgG test, or there's, there's all kinds of different tests, but Nothing has been proven to be accurate or reproducible. The gold standard of medical food allergy testing is still food challenge, which just means eat a bunch of it under medical supervision and see how sick you get. Right. And that's the best test they've got. And and yet they still torture people with pinprick or scratch or all that stuff because, um, you know, it's hard to get clear answers about these things. But if you can get clear answers through the nervous system, you can get clear answers about those foods and way more people are reacting to those foods than I'd say pretty much anybody recognizes. Interesting. Okay. What else? What's next? Um, blood sugar instability is a huge, is a huge issue. And so I think, you know, having a protein breakfast first thing in the morning, super important, never drinking caffeine on an empty stomach and keeping it in moderation. And ideally, never going more than three hours in the busy part of the day without protein. So, of course, it's the complete opposite of intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting makes sort of makes sense when you consider that most people have weak stomach acid, then, of course, they can't eat food frequently. And since most people have intestinal infection, they have leaky gut which means every time they eat, food proteins are getting into the blood and there's an inflammatory response. So every meal causes inflammation. So yeah, if you go longer without eating, you'll be less inflamed. But if you clear those underlying issues, you can eat frequently, keep your blood sugar stable, and cortisol levels go down dramatically. And cortisol is known to interfere with you know, everything that we want, basically weight loss and the immune system and healing of a simple cut and all those sorts of things. So there's a bunch of complicated, you know, justifications for intermittent fasting. 
but you know whether you want to talk autophagy and what it takes to retire old blood or old cells in the body and rebuild the body yeah uh, you know zinc zinc is critical for cell division replication and i'm quite confident it's the the most under recognized um deficiency there is and that i think it's the the biggest primary driver of most other issues because uh we can move to the the next issue uh, of the seven pieces is that most people are deficient in a variety of vitamins and minerals and again huge blind spot in healthcare you can go and get a blood test that says, oh, yeah, you got plenty of calcium in your blood. We just don't know why your bones are disappearing. Or right. you can do the same thing for damn near any other uh, right. mineral or vitamin. Right. And and the piece that makes the difference is the way the stomach acid prepares those minerals for, absol- for actual utilization in the tissues. Yeah, and so, absorption. Right. Well, yeah, but lots of people absorb calcium into their blood, but they just can't get it in the tissues. And you know, right. nobody knows why. Well, I'm pretty sure I know why. Yeah. Because we use a quarter of the normal recommended dose of calcium, which is smart because Harvard School of Public Health has come out and said there's no way a person can use a thousand milligrams a day. But we give people way too much in the hope that it doesn't end up in the right in the wrong parts of the body. Yeah. Uh, and it often does end up in the wrong parts of the body. And well, a lot of the U.S. RDAs are set high with the intention and expectation that, you know, well, not not really intention and expectation. That's probably not the right way to say it. But, <laughs> you know, knowing that the public does not get near enough. So it, it's sure. sort of that idea that, well, I'll go ahead and tell you to do this every day. And if you get three or four days in, that's good kind of thing. I mean, it's yeah. not the same thing, but that's kind of the general premise. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. so vitamin and mineral deficiencies are huge, and you can accomplish huge things. You can get extraordinary results if people can actually absorb and utilize decent quality supplements that aren't full of corn and soy. However, the vast majority of supplements are full of corn and soy. So even of the companies that I like and use, companies like Metagenics and Standard Process and Biotics and some things like that, most of their products I can't use because most of them contain corn and soy. Yep. And lots of the companies that are considered premier, I can't use any of their products yeah. because there's corn and soy in all of them. Yeah. So um, it is, again, a, a massive blind spot that most people are being essentially poisoned by the corn and soy that goes yeah. into their supplements. The corn and soy particularly affect thyroid and pituitary. And so um, you're at a huge disadvantage, just glandular, uh, just just starting there. But the work that I do makes clear the, the associations between specific muscles in the body with specific organs and glands in the body. Yeah. So for instance, people who are reacting to corn and who are getting exposed to corn it weakens the supraspinatus muscle of the rotator cuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of shoulder injuries are difficult to heal until people get away from corn. Um, So liver congestion, which is caused by leaky gut, which is caused by the intestinal infection, the first component, um, that causes weakness in the pectoralis sternal muscles. It's that weakness in the pecs that causes the opposing tension in the upper back 
that everyone thinks is normal and is just caused by their stress. Yeah. But consistently people come in and they'll say, no, doc, I've had this pain for 50 years. You're never going to touch it. And I say, well, we, we always do. So yeah. why don't we go ahead and just try? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what yeah. else? So we've got vitamin and mineral deficiency. What's next? This is fascinating, by the way. All right. Glad. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, let's see. Uh, where do we go next? So uh, overconsumption of carbohydrates. You wow. know, um, yeah, it's it's kind of it should be pretty obvious at this point. But, um, you know, unfortunately, fruit is primarily sugar and grains are primarily sugar and potatoes and sweet potatoes are primarily sugar. So people don't usually categorize those things as sugar, but you eat a big bowl of rice, you can only absorb those carbohydrates as sugar. We know sugar is part of the problem. The the amount of carbohydrates in a big bowl of rice is pretty staggering. You, you yeah. might as well have a piece of chocolate cake. Yeah. So, um, so I do eat chocolate cake sometimes, but yeah, I don't eat it for breakfast. I don't eat it every night for dinner. And so, you know, low carb paleo diet, uh, makes a lot of sense. It's what we ate before, or it's an approximation of what we ate before we invented agriculture. We invented agriculture. We started eating more carbs way back then, and it only increased ever since then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a big piece. Um, the, the one simplest thing that people can do, uh, for their health and, and one piece of the protocol is that sustained low intensity aerobic exercise is critical. It's what the heart and lungs were designed for. So like, walking 40 minutes continuously five or six days a week you know the little old lady who just walks 40 minutes or an hour a day often gets away with a crappy diet and lives to a ripe old age because that one piece is so powerful well and i would agree with you here because this is completely in my wheelhouse in that um you know our bodies are created to move and I, i talk about this all the time and one of the biggest drivers of our metabolism is the movement and activity that we get during the day. You know, we're not created to sit behind a computer and sit in a chair or a recliner or whatever, you know, so much of the time. And yet that's what so many people are doing now more than ever. Um, You know, people want to live a life of convenience almost. And, um, you know, one of the best ways, what's one of the best indicators of a metabolism that really functions efficiently and effectively is activity worked in during the day. And yet so many people focus just on the hour in the gym or whatever they're doing for a workout, which don't get me wrong, you need that too for a number of reasons. But but what's lost in all that is, you know, the extra activity, the steps, the things that you do with your body throughout the day, because that's really what we're created to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and that we were designed to walk as a means of transportation. Right. Uh, which which meant continuous walking, you know, so I'll, I'll see a, a waiter or a carpenter who might walk eight or 10 miles in a day, but it's all short trips and yeah. it's it's absolutely not the same. It doesn't yeah. it's not that one simple repetitive motion that somewhat elevates the heart rate and sustains yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what we were designed for. And it's, you know, um Phil Maffetone has has written a bunch of great books. He's a bunch of people credit him for 
moving from being mediocre triathletes to some of the best in history, like Mark Allen worked with him and some other people like that. And so, um, reading his books really opened my eyes to that back uh, 15 years ago or more. Uh, that's when I first cut my carbs and started getting sustained gentle aerobic exercise. And once you do it, it seems like a magic secret recipe. I mean, you know, there's like a number of triathletes who were mediocre and then stopped all of their speed training and strength training and started just training less at a slower pace, did it for six months combined with a low carb diet. And they're like, Oh, this is stupid. It's never going to work. And the first triathlon comes up, they almost don't go. Somebody makes them go and then they win or get on the podium. And that's never happened. PR or something, right? It's like a magic secret recipe. Yeah. But duh, it's like, you know, walk and and don't eat so much sugar which i mean it's kind of like one of the things i talk about is this is why we call this the basics the basics work they're not sexy they don't show up in neon lights it's not like the next best thing and you're not going to see some influencer on social media with six-pack abs saying oh this is what i do every day because it doesn't really sell right but it's like but at the end of the day this is in fact what really works it absolutely is and and so you know I mean, you may run into the same problem that I do is that these pieces that I'm, that I'm saying, I mean, they, they may seem pretty simple. They are, they are pretty basic. They're pretty foundational. And, and people will come to me and they'll be like, Oh, no, I've got that. You know, I've got that MTF bar gene. I, you know, like I've got to do these special things. My cases are very special. I have all this going. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? I've, I've worked with this a bunch and we do the same simple thing it, you know there's variation in how you get each right. person there totally but nobody wants to hear that there actually is one solution that's basically universally effective well, we want to overcomplicate and, things in general you know yeah second guess like well it can't just be that easy and my, my response is yeah it can right <laughs> you know yeah. yeah yeah you're right yeah and so you know i mean you, you talk about that that uh problem of aging and losing your strength and you know the other thing we know that like stomach acid becoming weak as people age zinc deficiency progresses as people age stomach acid gets weaker and weaker people lose their appetite they can't eat protein you know it's like if if you want to maintain your muscles you have to eat muscle but if you don't have the stomach acid to digest protein, protein becomes one of the most difficult things to digest. Uh-huh. And then people just start eating oatmeal and sugar and they lose their muscles. You yeah. Know, it's like, yeah. um, it's, 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 it's pretty start happening, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it should be pretty simple, but, um, yeah. yeah, it's easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. Uh, no, it is yeah. totally. So, so have, have we covered then all seven? Well, the, the last piece, um, okay. is sort of unique to my practice, which is that, you know, once we've addressed these kind of global weaknesses, I mean, um, intestinal infection causes a pattern of weakness of the hip flexors that yeah. probably explains why core strength exercises have become such a fad. And it definitely explains why chronic low back pain has skyrocketed and back pain in general has skyrocketed yeah. over the last yeah. few decades. Yeah. So. So 
once we clear those kind of global weaknesses that are caused by the internal issues, then we can test every individual muscle that crosses a joint to identify any residual muscle injury. And so um, then we can we can isolate uh, what's the factor. Are they are they not absorbing uh, an enzyme that's found in red meat? Is that the reason why the muscle injury hasn't cleared? Is it simple myofascial work, uh, rubbing at the origin insertion of the muscle that's going to clear it? Um, sometimes there's a a more confusing uh, kind of energetic component that I won't try and explain right now, but yeah. um, you know. We can narrow it down to there's basically three reasons that muscle injuries don't clear and we clear that. And then if there's been, you know, I get people who broke a wrist uh, 10 years ago and arthritis is developing and it limits their action. They can't they can't do what they want to do with it. And then two months later, they're like, I can't believe it. I'm able to do handstands again. How is that possible? Yeah. And. Um, body, it's pretty incredible what the human body can do. I mean, it, and it's really not one of those things where, well, I'm too old to do that or whatever. You know, I just yeah. think just based on, you know, just everything that you're talking about, it's like, you know, we can all think of somebody who's, you know, 70 in their 70s and 80s and doing incredible physical things, yeah. you know, and, and they're not spending hours and hours and hours in the gym and doing all kinds of, you know, crazy things. They're just, yeah. You know, really adhering to a very simple plan. So it, it can really yeah. work for anybody. Yeah. And the, the trickier thing, of course, is to regain your health once, once it's so clearly going wrong. And, and we're so consistently sold a story that like, Oh, it's bone on bone. There's nothing that can be done. That's just arthritis. It's just going to get worse. There's nothing that can be done. And, you know, I get people in their 20s and 30s with arthritis i get people in their 80s and 90s with arthritis and if you if you actually address underlying issues that are the things that interfere with healing which are these these seven components we've talked about then even people in their 70s and 70s and 80s they come back you know, at the end of eight weeks and they're like, I can't believe it. I feel 10 years younger or maybe 20 years younger. And they're doing things that they haven't done for a long time. Yeah. And, and that's only starting the clock on healing, you know, like finally the old broken wrist that never fully healed, then the clock starts on healing and, and where people end up six months into care is, you know, like things have continued to heal that much further. And then people start to see, oh, wow, you know, I, I used to be super sensitive to gluten. I went out the other night. I accidentally ate this thing. It totally had gluten in it. And you know what? I didn't have any reaction at all. And it's like, yeah, that's really common. When we, when we heal these underlying issues, then people's sensitivity goes, goes yeah. down. You know, the, the, teacher who, the teacher who gets sick a bunch of times every year and it's like, oh, yeah, I work with kids, so I just get exposed to everything and da-da-da-da. And then, you know, six months later, they're like, I can't believe it. Like, I haven't gotten sick this winter. Like, it's just not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, it, it's all absolutely connected to these components. And so very interesting. It's, it's weird to be in my shoes because, again, people walk into the office with just about any condition. And I just get to guarantee them that if they'll hang in there for eight weeks, they'll know that they're way, way better. 
and no, or, or, or completely resolved. I love how simple you make these. You know, we're not really talking over anyone's head with any of these, with any of these um, points. Really, it's just yeah. It's it, and it's just it, but it, but on the other hand, it's really not surprising to me why so many people struggle with this because we live in the information age and there's no shortage of information out there. And so, um, I really think, you know, you just, you, you, you just have to keep talking and talking almost ad nauseum to (laughs) educate people because that's really what it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, people hear so much super contradictory information that you know i think most people are kind of throwing their hands up and just being like okay well maybe i should be vegan and and eat just a carnivore diet (laughs) well it definitely it definitely it it, it's definitely the whole you know the old saying knowledge isn't enough to change behavior and you know to some degree that's true but on the other hand it's it's we have to we have it's not really about that it's about the right knowledge can actually change behavior right but but yeah. when we talk about but human behavior is just is more complicated than that there's just a lot of things involved and i think it just takes you know just a continual parroting of you know this and this and that you know if you continue to stay with me for the 8 weeks and you just keep it very very simple you know yeah. eventually people have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired there's that. No. There's that. What well, do you say? Well, to the me, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let, let me say that to the to the folks who are listening, which is just that, you know, I I should be busier than I am. You know, it's like I don't fill my practice with people who having to keep coming back forever because there's only so many pieces that we have to go through, yeah. and consistently when people follow through on those pieces, they get the results they want. And they know they don't have to keep coming back to see me all the time. Yeah. So that's not a great model for care when you live in a small town and, you know, people are either willing to do it or they're not. And then they're, you know, like we're super saturated here with alternative health providers. So it's kind of easy to get to get lost in all this. I've got a great following. I've got a bunch of people. I mean, look at my, you know, look at my Google reviews, look at the the Amazon reviews of my book, The Protocol for Health, Seven Unexpected Solutions. You know, there's a lot of people saying, hey, I had this problem for years or decades, and now it's gone. And it's not because I'm going to see him every week. Like, we worked together for a little while, and now I yeah. know how to keep it from coming back. Yeah. So so people should know that I can, you know, like, I can work with people remotely. Uh, obviously, I can't do muscle testing remotely. I'm not that kind of wizard. The best way to do it is to is to get started with somebody remotely, and then ideally, after a person has gotten started, uh, make the trip to Nevada City to Northern California. We're kind of between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe, you know, not that far from the Bay Area or Reno. And if we can follow up in person a, a little bit, you know, once or twice, uh, combined with working remotely, then um, you know. I, I don't know how to make established cancer go away. Yeah. Uh, we can't grow back, you know, limbs that are gone or, yeah. or nerves that have been completely severed. But otherwise, it's hard to come up with things that we can't make way better consistently. Yeah. No, I and love so that. Like, if you've tried everything for migraines, if you've tried everything for bad periods, 
if you're sure it runs in your family and it's genetically determined, uh, I encourage you to, to try again because there hasn't been an exception, uh, in the last seven or eight years of practice. I, I haven't had anybody who's followed through with it who didn't uh, say, damn, this, this actually works. And I don't get to hear other people say that. And yeah. I think that's because the the system of muscle tests that I've developed really does guide us to true causative issues. And it really does uh, simplify the path. And, you know, we don't end up just telling people to wear blue sunglasses or, you know, do some goofy protocol that mm-hmm. may be helpful. I mean, there's so many things that help people. You know, that's the other thing. It's it's right, great right. if you find if intermittent fasting helps you. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, like. Right. That's great. But if you can get more to the actual cause of the issue, yeah, then you affect a much bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, people are going to find, you know, people there are there are any number of different things out there that can help people. But most of the time, yeah. that's not enough. And yep. so I, I like what you're saying about, you know, let's 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 kind of back up a little bit and let's look at these basic habits and see where we can you know, what the underlying problem is. Right. So I think that's, I think that's something that never really should, you know, be extinct, you know, in any kind of message. So where can people connect with you? Um, so, uh, let's see, my websites are, um, archerchiropractic.com, uh, and also, uh, the protocol for health.com. Right. And then Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And so all those things are connected and I'm, I do a poor job of social media and all that stuff. So I, you know, I'm trying to bring that stuff along a little more and I, I mean to put up some more videos on YouTube and do some stuff like that. But, uh, in the meantime, I'm here in my small town living a, a sweet life. You know, I live here with my family and, and, uh, we've got a, a great home with a a view over the South Yuba Canyon and, uh, it's, it's a nice place to live. Yeah. Well, like it, like anything else, it is a trade-off, right? I mean, we we pick pick our battles and what's why we work for ourselves so that we can, you know, have the life that we want. Right. Yep. Yeah. The schools are are really good too. You know, like knowing our kids are, are in that good of a school every day is, is really sweet. So yeah. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Likewise, Allison. Thank you. Nice to be here. So. Folks out there listening, if what we have talked about today has really piqued your curiosity or your interest, and you would like to connect with Dr. Matt, you can find his links in the show notes below, uh, uh, archerchiropractic.com. You can always connect with him, theprotocolforhealth.com, and you can look for his book on Amazon. Um, at the very least, that's probably the best place to begin. Um, and if you're somewhere in the United States or maybe in another country, and you're tired of doing all the things to try to feel better and feel like you're moving in the right direction, this may be an avenue that you want to try. So, and that's the great thing about what technology has done for us today is that it makes it really easy for you to be able to explore different options. And that's one of the, one of the many reasons that I do this show every week is to bring you, you know, the very best of information, the from the very best of the best at what they do so that you always have the best information available to you. Um, this is exactly why we are ranked high in all the search engines and why we reach people every single week. I hear from so many of you as to how, you know, this certain episode really helped me because of this. And if this episode has been really inspirational for you and helpful and you've enjoyed it, please feel free to bookmark it 
or copy it and share the link with a friend or colleague that you think might need to hear it. Um, and if you like, you can connect with me on my site at www.theallisonk.com and we will take care of that for you. Either I will do it or someone on my team will do it for you. Um, because this is, this is really how we continue to get the word out and how we create change in the world. Um, please know how grateful I am for each and every one of you for, for every review, for every email, for every DM that you send me. We appreciate it. Um, this is why we've been on the air for as long as we have and why we will continue to do this. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 